1: Oi. The boys and girls on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly
3: appalling language, and sometimes the tales can get quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And fa-
4: thank you for listening. Oh,
1: let's go. Booty, booty.
4: It's time to get this party started Booty booty, It's time to get this party started You know that we are the number one show So drop your fucking mitts and now it's time to go Cause it's the booty booty. It's time to get this party started It's the booty booty, It's time to get this party started With Johnny, Jimmy, Crackers, Andy, Jimmy, and J.C. All we know and all we talk about is Booty booty. It's time to get this party started tonight hey!
3: You're listening to MLS
1: Box to Box on Footy Prime, your almost daily footy fix. Hello there, football fans. Welcome to another new weekly podcast, courtesy Footy Prime. Um, I don't know how we're going to fit all these in. Poor old JC is going to cut them all, but uh, we'll find a way. This is, as voted on by you, the listener, Footy Prime presents MLS Box to Box. (laughs) (laughs)
4: i read in focus i read mls in focus i'm thrown off right from the get-go here we
1: we changed it Dolly. we changed it um and i had a horrible horrible spat over the weekend about the name so we we let the listeners decide and by 65.2 percent of the vote compared to 34.8 percent of the vote mls box to box won it
4: so So two uh, out of the three who voted Yes,
1: exactly. Yeah, <laughs> we pulled the group. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a full house apart from JC today. So, Craig Forrest is here, Amy Walsh, Jimmy Brennan, Dan Wong, myself, James Sharman, and uh, yeah, as mentioned there, uh, Paul Dolan of uh, MLS Season Pass on Apple TV. Subscribe now, it's all about a kickoff on Wednesday, Dolly. And the start thing is, let's just begin with, I guess, the elephant in the room, so to speak, the pink elephant in the room. <laughs> Into miami um, are they going to just determine the league's narrative regardless of how they play throughout the campaign?
4: Well, I think so. And it's hard to dispute that too. You've got the world's best player. Not just, uh, I think, when people talk about the world's best players, you talk about Ronaldo, you talk about Messi, obviously. But the guy who just won a World Cup, uh, the guy who uh, was the best player in that tournament as well and continues to shine and did as soon as he joined uh, the Inter-Miami team. They go on to win the Leagues Cup, and he was a tremendous success and took Miami to a Leagues Cup championships. Uh, didn't take them into, of course, the playoffs, um, and the preseason hasn't looked great from what we've seen so far, but it's, it's almost impossible not to think that he won't be an inter-Miami, especially with the additions they've made with Luis Suarez, and, of course, they got Busquets and Alba there as well. Uh, how can you not talk about them as well, whether it's good or whether it's bad? And I think the preseason is kind of uh, something that has shown that that's going to be the case as well, where they haven't done all that well in the preseason. They've had obviously some not only mixed results, but uh, mixed reception in Hong Kong, uh, among other things. So that's going to be the storyline, I think. But that's not to say that the rest of MLS doesn't have a lot of storylines uh, to put forth as well. For me, one of the most interesting storylines is going to be what happens at Toronto FC under John Herdman and a team that where it is now or was last year is a wooden spoon winner to what they could potentially be if John Herdman can work his magic again.
5: What do you think the chances are of that uh, considering the, the lack of movement if they're having a hard time obviously with the, the two Italian guys who aren't going anywhere as who would go anywhere when you're on that kind of salary? Do you think John can turn them around into positive parts and pieces of this team this season? Because obviously they're going to have to, because if they don't, uh, it spells to another disastrous season.
4: I feel like if anyone could, it would be John Herdman. And that's going to be a big question mark too, is John Herdman going in to club football as opposed to international football, which he has been so good at. And as you know, it's a little bit of a different setup in club football. It's day to day. It's day in, day out uh, with the same players all the time. You can make changes, whereas with the national team, you're not stuck with the team that you have, but you're very limited. It's based on the Canadian players, born Canadian players that you have uh, who can play on the national team. So he's got the ability to make some changes, I think, but he's also hamstrung a little bit financially by you know what they can do at Toronto FC right now. So when you say that they're stuck with the Italians, yeah, that's kind of the case. So what can you get out of those two players who obviously, physically, talent-wise, have the ability to make a difference? But when you look at that side, they seem to be the only two difference-makers in that team when they fancy it. Um, So I think John Herdman can get the most out of them if, if they do buy in. So that's the other thing, too, is is can you get that full buy-in from the top players? Because that's where you need it from. He's put them in the leadership group. Um, They say that they're comfortable there. That's always going to be the party line anyway. The proof's going to be in the pudding. We're going to find out pretty quickly in about 10 days' time here, or actually in a few days' time, aren't we, on the weekend, as to what kind of side he's got. But I think it would take some time as well. It's not just going to happen overnight. If I could
1: swing it back to Miami here. Um, so the, the preseason you mentioned there, 25,000 miles they did in this preseason. Um, there, there was like political problems between China and Argentina because Messi wasn't playing in certain games. I mean, it's, it's really transcending not just MLS, right, but, but football in some regards. So it could go all right, Dolly. It could be wonderful, you know, and he looked good last year. Or with the age of some of these stars, it could go all wrong. I mean, is age a legitimate concern for you with this team? Or in the end, does talent trump all?
4: I think the age is a concern if I'm looking at it. And if you look at a Luis Suarez, for instance, who apparently is taking uh, multiple, but let's call them vitamins, <laughs> every single game to, to just to get his body to get on the field. Uh, mm-hmm. You wonder about that. It, I, I put almost nil stock in what happens in a preseason game. Uh, Jimmy, Craig, all of you guys, you know what it's like to play in the preseason. You just want to get through those games. You don't want to get injured. You just want to get the season started. But um, I think in this case, you do worry a little bit. You know, they got pumped 6-0 in one of the Saudi Arabian games, and Ronaldo wasn't even playing in that game. Their defense looked very suspect. Their goalkeeper, who was excellent last year, Drew Callender, or Drake Callender, he didn't look uh, superb in the preseason. Again, I don't want to put a lot of stock in that, uh, but we're going to find out again pretty quickly. And I think in a season where there are so many games, so many scheduled tournaments as well, that age might catch up. Uh, And I think you know maybe the bigger worry from MLS fans too is if you want to go see Lionel Messi play in Montreal, if you want to see him play in Toronto, or you want to see him play in Vancouver, Will he be there on that day? Uh, because you can only play so many games, as we saw with what happened in Hong Kong. Yeah,
3: I agree with you, Dolly. And I, I mean, for me, the age age is going to play be a big factor. I think for this Miami side, you saw last year when Messi was a little bit injured, Jordi Alba ended up getting injured, Their performance kind of dropped off big time. And now you're right with Suarez coming coming into the into the picture. They're going to rely an awful lot of him. But we seem to forget as well at times in in the MLS, there's so much travel. And there's so many different elements where you're playing in altitude. You're up in Canada and it's freezing in the beginning of the season. You're down south playing in Houston. Now, all of a sudden, you're playing in the humidity. There's a lot that goes into it. And I think the older you get, it does really catch you. And it kind of does bite you in the ass in the end. So that's for me, that's going to be a big issue is maintaining these players and picking and choosing what games they're going to end up playing.
4: Yeah, and that comes down to to Adam Martino as well right the gaffer and and how he manages them is there any outside pressure to play Messi in those away games even when maybe it's not the right thing to do on the day I wish that talent trumped everything and I still think that they'll go a long way they'll be a playoff contending team obviously but whether they can fight for that top uh, one two three four spot uh, I'm not so sure just based on what you said there Jimmy but um, I think that's what makes this season interesting too. Is that you got Lionel Messi coming in for a full season. You got some of the other supporting uh, cast of characters, and then I look at players like a Julian Gressel, who I had a close eye on here in Vancouver as well, joining that team. And what can he do there? But I think you know what they they've lost Kamal Miller at the back, which I think was a, a big loss to them. Um, and we've seen that in the preseason so far, whether you put any stock in that or not. It's just whether they can get that group to work in harmony together because it didn't necessarily look like it. Even though those players have played together for so many years, the, the star players, they didn't look in sync in the preseason anyway.
2: And it's also, Paul, not the type of football that they've been used or accustomed to playing. Like Bush gets kind of running the, and, and playing that kind of linchpin in the middle of the park, is not, he's not dictating to play in a team that's got 70% of the possession they're often chasing the game. Um, So it's the toll that that's going to take on him continually. And then what brand of football this team is going to play with the influx, with a guy like Russell coming in, who's one of the best chance creators, I think um, in the league. So I think that's going to help them. But yeah, to your point about the back line and losing Kamal, I think they get a new signing um, at the back, a center back from Pumas, I think. Um, But that's where they needed to shore things up. So I'm, I'm, curious to see what type of football they're really going to play. That's going to showcase the talents of these big signings.
4: Yeah. They've got fair there and they've got Kristoff back in the back. Deandre Yedlin as well, but uh, so many of them from the wide wingback positions anyways, look to get forward and really do leave you exposed. Can Drake calendar have that type of a season that he had through leagues cup where he stood on his head, won them the championship really in Nashville with a penalty kick shootout saves and scoring one as well. But, um, that team's all about offense, isn't it? And if they aren't ticking and if they are not, I don't want to say sussed out, you can never suss out Lionel Messi, but teams will play, I think a little bit differently than they did in leagues cup. It was almost as if, Oh, look who's here. And it was a little standoffish and they allowed Messi to do his thing. But people have been saying that since day and time, haven't they? That, okay, well we know who the danger man is, but you just can't stay with him. So If he turns it up to the level that he can, I still think there'll be a going concern. But I I do feel that over the course of a season, teams might be able to figure Inter-Miami out a little bit more to contain them. And so that you'll see more of what we saw after League's Cup, where they lost some games, won some games, whereas in League's Cup, they were just untouchable. So I think, you know, over time, I think the league will sort them out and they'll find the median. But I don't don't know exactly where that's going to be just yet.
3: Yeah, I think... You know, when you, when you look at, it, for instance, like a, a Columbus or a Cincinnati and uh, even even a Seattle, like these teams, are, they're younger. They've got the legs. They can go box box a boss, especially in the middle of the park. And when you do have older players, such as a Suarez, uh, a Messi, they're not tracking runners. Busquets, <laughs> is he going to have the, the legs as well The track runners now going the other way? So I'm sure a lot of teams are going to be very, very clever the way that they're playing. Maybe they can just drop off a little bit. No, they're going to have a little bit of possession, but – you are
4: going to get your opportunities against a little bit of an older aging Miami team. Yeah. I feel too in MLS, and Jimmy, you'd know this better than anyone probably amongst us here is you only go as far as a depth in your roster in an yeah. MLS season. And it's fine to have a, a fantastic four. It's fine to have a, a really strong 11, but you're probably going to win and lose games based on 12 through 14 or 12 through 16 or even 18. Aren't you?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess the, right? the the important part is though that they've doubled season ticket prices, right? And they're going to sell out, and, and they're going to sell all these shirts globally. It's more about the brand than the football itself, anyway. Listen, it's, it's going to be fun. I'm really curious how how MLS, the average fan, is going to view this team. Are they going to hope they lose every match? Are they going to see them and build them up as this great big bad beast, our Dallas Cowboys, Manchester United back in the day, um, or are we going to just because we love Messi and we love what Suarez brings. Are we going to want to see this team do well? I'm not sure yet, Dolly. Until I watch them play, I'm not sure how I'm going to feel yet. But if nothing else,
4: it's fun. It is. And there's two main characters, I think, when you look at two. Who doesn't love Lionel Messi? Outside of Cristiano Ronaldo. (laughs) (laughs) Who, Who doesn't love him? So when he first came in, I think absolutely everyone was out of their seats. And I'm talking literally. When I was watching, okay, jaded football person, uh, 50-plus years of age, let's call it that, (laughs) I am literally out of my seat when that goal goes in uh, in the first game uh, that they played in against Cruz Azul. I'm literally out of my seat in the game against Dallas when the goals are, are going back and forth. I'm yelling at the top of my lungs when he plays that ball in behind the New York Red Bull defender, gets the ball back, and scores that goal. They're all still goals of the very highest quality. Where I'm saying, as a as a football fan, this is just so engaging. This is something that I would pay to see, and am and and so I think from that perspective, I think when you look at what you see in the crowd, which is pink jerseys everywhere, a home or away, I think people are still on the. I, I want to see Messi, I want to see Inter-Miami do well. But then you bring in the other villain, which is Luis Suarez, right? Uh, so he's maybe not the most loved man around the world, depending. Obviously, James, you are an old Liverpool guy, but <laughs> you probably didn't love him when he's biting people at the World Cup prior that, right? <laughs>
2: yeah, I was going to say, I'm, looking, I'm forward just to seeing, I was looking forward to seeing him cut his teeth in MLS.
4: <laughs> oh, oh, there man. you go. Well done. Uh, yeah
0: is yeah, it exactly is right. it really well done slow <laughs> <laughs> hanging fruit for dubs there yeah i'd
2: yeah. like to thank paul for the creating the opening for me thank
4: you yeah i made the run you just finished it off but, um i i think i you know what Luis Suarez from then when he's uh, biting the italian defender was it Chiellini, by the way who he bit? Uh, yeah i, think it, I was. think it was wasn't it on yeah. the shoulder wasn't it remember yeah too bad he's not still in the league but in any case you go from maybe not loving that at that time to probably appreciating what he did at Liverpool. And and I appreciate the striker that he is now too, but there mm-hmm. might be a camp that's kind of anti-Miami maybe because of that. I don't know. I, I also feel that the camp of, Oh, you, you shouldn't be able to buy a championship. Or you shouldn't be able to buy a team like they have and maybe skirt the rules. I don't know that they necessarily have, they're, they're being found out right now to make sure that they are legitimate as they go into the season here. But um, certainly there'll be, fanatics of their own home team that will want to see their team stamp this so-called super team just like when I was a fan of the Vancouver Whitecaps way back in the NASL we all hated the New York Cosmos they had Franz Beckenbauer they had Giorgio Canalia, they had Pele that's before my time but still you know they had these players that you would look at and you'd say oh the league favors New York Cosmos and when the Whitecaps beat them that was something else so I think you might see some of that as well.
5: Hey, Dolio, I'd like to you know go to a little bit of a Canadian angle here. And the goalkeeper situation with Canada is interesting. Milan Borjan is getting older. Max Crapo coming off a few really good seasons with Los Angeles. But I would like to hear what you think about what happened to him at Los Angeles and his move to Portland and what you think his future lies there because they also have some pretty stiff competition in Portland for
4: him.
2: <laughs> Pentem is there as well, right, Forrest?
4: Exactly. That's right, yeah. It was a bit of a stunner because Max had done so well when he left Vancouver. He wanted to leave the Whitecaps because he wanted to win trophies. And I think the connection, too, with Marcus Santos there, um, you know, made it so that he felt comfortable going to L.A. And they get to the championship game. Obviously, that's when he breaks his leg and has to miss the World Cup and most of the next season before he finally got up and running again. But when he played for LAFC last year, Uh, He did well, I thought, near the end there. So I was shocked to hear that there was a move. You know, there there was talk at some point of Max also wanting to go back to Europe and you know maybe wanting a a little bit higher wage or whatever. But he got paid, I think, in LaFC to the point where he would have been satisfied with that. But I think they were also able to get a big name and Hugo Lloris at the same price they would have paid for Max now. Uh, that's a question you have to uh, to put to LAFC as to why they'd make that move for an older keeper when they've got a good young North American who's on the upswing, mm-hmm. maybe for fear of losing Max uh, to Europe at some point. But anyway, he goes to Portland and they needed strengthening in that position. And now along with his old uh, Canadian national team goalie partner, James Pantamas, I worked with both of them in a couple of different camps together. Uh, they've always gotten along. We'll push each other well. And with Kamal Miller in front of them, we got kind of uh, a team that we can root for from a Canadian perspective as well. Hmm.
1: Yeah, I've got to get your thoughts on this because Wunger has... Caused the ire of Craig before, um, talking about the branding associate with goalkeepers. And can you really, you know, move the, the needle with a club, you know, I from a branding standpoint? <laughs> by signing a goalkeeper in this case. No, well, an old LAFC. goalkeeper, too. Yeah. <laughs> but a World Cup winner, nonetheless. Yeah. No, no, no. True. He, he, Lloris is a very, what was a very good goalkeeper, might still be. But I mean, Dolly, as a goalkeeper, I'm sure that you'll be very much against Wenger in this argument as well. But I mean, how surprised were you that, aside from the the fact that they had Max there already,
4: that they bring in a big name at the end of his career between the pipes? He's probably the biggest name signing that MLS has in the offseason. There's bigger valued signings for sure. Uh, MLS obviously moving towards a lot of young DPS and players that uh, might cost upwards of seven, eight, nine, ten million dollars in transfer fees, but you don't necessarily know their names, and that's kind of the way that MLS is going as well. But in terms of a name, you're right, captaining and winning a World Cup, Hugo Lloris at Spurs, and this is a a surprise signing, as I say, uh, one that I don't think necessarily drive season ticket sales because i'm with you Wonger. in this particular case i don't think goalkeepers nest look what happened when uh tim howard went to colorado rapids I, I think they did increase ticket sales a little bit but not to the point you'd expect maybe from a dp signing they didn't really get the value out of a tim howard at that stage of his career and he was younger i think maybe 35 36 whereas Larice is 38 so um, does he still have it in the tank i don't think Larice was Terrific in his last season at Spurs. No. Uh, you're shaking your head. Longer you, you really. Well, don't he think was, he was I remember terrific. it
0: because Craig would always go, "What the fuck on the dark web?" We'd always like. He's like that was a soft goal, and I remember yeah. it.
5: He is. We're underappreciated, a, though, goalkeepers. That's I gotta oh, say. Yeah. The <laughs> <Yeah, of course> after.
4: <laughs> yeah. I'm not really sticking <laughs> up for a union very well here. Like, <laughs> yeah.
5: You like, really not?
4: Unless, unless you're entertaining like a Grabalar. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah, then everybody's gonna else. want you. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, that, that's true. What can a goalkeeper do that brings fans out of their seats except just do his job, right, and yeah. win you games? Yeah. And Max crepo was doing that. But Lloris will be good for LAFC, I think, because I think he'll be a good goalkeeper first and foremost. And what he does above and beyond to to draw in bigger crowds or, or more eyeballs, um, I'm not sure. But I'll be watching. I'll be very curious, obviously, with our connection to Max as well to see is this a guy yeah. that was worth bringing in and upsetting the apple cart.
1: We must mention the, the champs, Columbus Crew. Um, obviously, a great year last year. Cucho Hernandez has, has real MVP potential this year. Um, but they haven't done that much in the offseason. Is it really a case of stability and knowing what you have is good enough for, for Wilfred Nancy and company?
4: It seems you're right, James, that the top teams in general, not just Columbus... Uh, bring back the same minutes that they started last year towards the end of last year or whatever it was to get them into the playoffs. And in the case of Columbus going on and winning the whole thing. And I think when you've got that chemistry, you've got that proven commodity, uh, you've got that youth development as well, that Wilfred Nancy's got up his sleeve to bring along the younger players and embed them a little bit more into the team as well. Then why would you try to change that uh, winning quotient, so to speak? So they're still the team that most people are favoring as the one to repeat as champions, I think. And a lot of it down to the manager himself, too, and what he was able to get out of that team. But also, as you say, Cucho Hernandez is just a phenomenal talent. But they're such a well-rounded team. You look at their 11, you look at their 18, more importantly, as I said before, and you don't see any chinks in the armor there. They did lose Julian Gressel, uh, but of course, they had just picked him up midseason from the Whitecaps anyway. So, and he didn't really fit into the starting plans of Wilford Nancy so much there. So um, I don't think they lose a lot. Uh, Most of the top teams, as you say, though, I look at Seattle, they haven't made a lot of big changes. LAFC has had more players exit that come back in, although they get Edward Atuesta into their team, who I like as a player. Um, But even if you look at the Whitecaps, and we'll probably want to talk about them kind of specifically, but They're a team that I thought might do a little bit more in the offseason, but I think Axel Schuster, uh, Vanny Sartini, look at that squad and say, this is a good team. Let's not change it too much. And they sprinkle in a couple of veteran players like Demir Krylak, who I love. Uh, Although let's say I loved him two years ago. Is he still going to be able to produce uh, as he did at that rate, which is almost an MVP type player when he was 16 goals and I think 10 assists for RSL a couple of years ago before the back injury, phenomenal player, scores the goal against Tigris, the opening goal in the first game in Victoria there before they bow out to Tigris in the champions cup. But, and then Fafa Pico is the other player that they brought in. So just a couple of tweaks there. And I think that's what most of the top teams are doing. And yeah, I just put uh, the white caps, I guess, in that top team Mm. conversation.
0: Sharms, before we uh, ask uh, Dolly, we have to uh, another question. Can we throw it to commercial? Because we have to pay for Paul's appearance fee.
4: <laughs> I don't know. Can we? That's we? Right. Can we? That season passes for all. Uh, hey. <laughs>
1: no all right. Well, it's time for a break. Going to pay some bills. Much more <laughs> after this. Hiring for your small business? If you're
0: not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place.
3: What up, Primers? It's JC, that guy. Don't miss a second of Premier League action only on Fubo TV. Subscribe at FuboTV.com slash Footy Prime. With Serie A, League One, and One Soccer 2, you can get it all at FuboTV.com slash Footy Prime. Now, back to the show.
1: I miss traditional media and thrown to breaks. Yeah,
3: totally
1: <laughs> <good>. <laughs> and, and we're, we're back. Sure, we're and we're guys, back. Huh? Yeah, you are touching on yeah. Vancouver there, and, and, and I love that yeah. you're, you're backing them. I'm reading MLS... Dot .coms mlssoccer.com mls.com is great to buy a house but not so much uh, about football mlssoccer.com um and they their experts aren't really rating Vancouver at all is it just once again a case of Vancouver not being respected by by the rest of mls yeah
4: and multiple listing services they're not uh, rating the whitecaps too high either but uh, they're yeah, too yeah, expensive you know <laughs> it's too expensive <laughs> especially out here in Vancouver that is for God, sure but i think I don't think they're disrespecting, but I think they look at the same thing I just mentioned there, where you've got a decent team, a steady team, one that doesn't get a lot of eyeballs on it, let's be honest, because there's no huge names. We play our games later, obviously, a lot of them maybe, uh, looking, watching games at 10.30 at night. With respect to those on MLSsoccer.com, though, is – they know how good this white cap team is. And I think they're reserving just a little bit for if Vancouver can make that one or two extra signings. And I don't think it's going to happen now, obviously before the start of the season, maybe in the summer to put them over the top is that maybe they're just one or two players away. Ryan gold for me is one of the best players in the entire league. And obviously I've watched him more than maybe anybody else. Let's say Mm -hmm. that, but you won't find a player who's more committed to his team as a designated player uh, than Ryan Gould. When you see how he works back to try to... I mean, it just stands out for me that every single game, in your picture when you're watching the game, you see a player from the opposition team in the attacking third, and then all of a sudden there's someone coming in from behind, scooping the ball away. And it's your designated player. It's Ryan Gould who's nicking the ball. Maybe Kubis is up against him from the front trying to win it. But he just continually does that, works so hard all over the team. Then when he gets in the offensive third, of course, he's a terrific chance creator for Brian White and finishes a lot on his own as well. Um, But I think maybe the reason that pundits uh, around MLS aren't necessarily too high on the Whitecaps is just because they don't have uh, that, that finishing instinct, let's call it, or the ability to put games away that they should their expected goals was very high last year amongst the top in mls but so often it would come down to maybe a mischance here or there that would see them drop points certainly at the start of the year it got a lot better as this, as the season went on and i think the white cap team that we'll see to start next season or this season now is the one that finished last year and uh, we'll continue to see whether they can get that goal scoring threat from a guy maybe like a Damir Krylak who adds to that or Fafa Pico who's an excellent winger down the the flank with a lot of uh, speed to get in behind. That was an area the Whitecaps didn't necessarily have um, uh, a lot up front in terms of speed. Brian White's not the quickest but he's excellent in terms of getting into dangerous areas inside the box. Uh, He was snake bitten at the beginning of the year in terms of finishing chances that were created for them, But near the end of the year, it started to come good. And I think that's what we'll see from the Whitecaps to start this season.
3: Yeah, I thought, you know, I, I was really, really impressed with the way that they played last year. They were a fun, fun team to watch. And I think, again, this year, I think they'll improve. They'll be better. And I think they will win the Canadian Championship again. I, I think the reason why they're not getting that that notice is because I don't think, you know, they're just missing that little bit of sexiness. That little bit that just grips you and goes, yes, they've got all the pieces here, and I don't think they're going to be the team that can compete with a lot of the other teams in the league. Meaning, they can't go out and spend ten million on this player or fifteen million on this player, right? So they're they've kind of they're at this threshold where they're going to remain unless they get that extra money that they can go out and get those couple little extras, extra attackers that they need. Because that's for me what they're missing is just that those couple players that are clinical in and around the box that are going to win you those games.
4: Fully agree. I, I completely agree with that assessment, Jimmy, because they are a very good team right now. But what you, what do you need to make you an excellent team is that uh, X factor, the intangible, a guy who will finish those chances that we spoke about that they maybe created but didn't put away. Um, and they have a solid team, a very, very good team. But to make them excellent and put them over the top, I think they need that as well. Uh, they are an exciting team to watch and and whether you have to have another player that makes you sexy, I'm not sure, but you do need a player that uh, makes you more clinical, I feel. And if we're talking about that whole um, depth piece as well, I feel their 11 is great. I worry about some of the, the fill in players, though. Um, yeah. You know, some players that maybe I would hope we would see a little bit more from Alessandro Schaff might be one. Ryan Raposo continues his development, but is he a starter? For me, I think you need those players to 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 continue to improve, but I don't know that an Alessandro at this stage of his career can. So that's where maybe an Ali Ahmed in his second season can really start to come through full season anyway. I love that player. I think he's a terrific young man as well, and a great, great upside potential from him, dynamic drives at players. Pedro Vitae, it looks like they're going to play in a bit more of a, a deep-lying playmaker position, which is no. not something I expected when we first saw him come in. Uh, but Vanny, as you know, likes to tweak some things. Uh, he is He's exciting to watch as well, just on the sideline, <laughs> and what he does with the team too. Yeah. He'll now, be missing for a while though, won't he, yeah, which is, <laughs> that, Well, that's it. Yeah. He'll be missing for the first six games of the yeah. year. So let's just hope that uh, Mike D'Agostino, the assistant, comes in he doesn't wear his pants too tight as a interim manager <laughs> and splits them. Hey, Jimmy. Yeah, <laughs> uh, to But uh, hopefully they can get the most. You know, he's still going to be there day-to-day training them, isn't he, Vanny, uh, at the training center and then up to an hour before kickoff or whatever. But as you know, it's a little bit different once the game kicks off and you're looking for that leadership from the touchline and making decisions in-game that can get you through the hump. So the first six yeah. games, those are critical to get off to a good start to the season.
3: They have to have yeah. a camera on him because I would love to know where he's going to be pacing back and <laughs> forth.
1: Oh, no, but he's a guy. He's going to cheat, though, right? For sure. There's going to oh, be a yeah. phone uh, or some kind of no, communication. He's going to have like he a just, mustache yeah, on. Yeah, he's going
2: to say he's going to have he's the have glasses with a the big sombrero. nose and the
0: mustache. He'll just yes. come in from somewhere. I don't know <laughs> him at all, that would be him. <laughs>
4: My name is Steven. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he was <laughs> a beauty, by the way.
1: Just so that the listeners know, we are doing um team-specific uh, podcast, too, throughout the season as well, TFC, Vancouver, and Montreal. Uh, Amy actually did a Montreal one earlier today, Dubs, but uh, I- I'm sure you have something you'd like to to have a go at, Paul, regarding his-, his thoughts regarding Vancouver being the team to beat in the Canada Championship. Surely Montreal have a chance there as well.
2: Yeah, I'd like it if Montreal had a, had a say there. What do you think, Paul, about um, Laurent Courtois? taking over in Montreal and espousing the same sort of philosophy, the winning philosophy that Wilfred Nancy um, sort of has in place in, in Columbus and the same sort of eye on development of players, which aligns really well with the club's philosophy, which was sort of a, a setup last year where they were at odds with Hernan Lasada and the club and what they want to kind of push. So what do you think about where Montreal ends up this year?
4: It's probably the best case scenario, isn't it? Who they ended up with because when we first saw some of the names that were coming up, I wasn't so sure that they would be a good fit. And, you know, I've had my eye on Montreal for so many years, whether it was playing against them way back in the Canadian League or uh, having friends uh, from Montreal who played with the national team as well. And I did a couple of games last year for the Leagues Cup, actually, with MLS season pass out there and and had the chance to speak to Hernana and, and and obviously knowing Sammy Piet and some of the players uh, within the national team there. So... I've always had a soft spot for them. Believe it or not, the, uh, as Craig knows, I'm the biggest Montreal Canadians fan in the history of the world. But <laughs> when I made my first trip to the Montreal forum back in the nineties, or I guess it was the eighties. Yeah, it was the eighties. <laughs> the Jersey I bought at the concession stand wasn't a, um, Montreal Canadian shirt. It was a Montreal manic, Jersey. So I've always had a connection there and wanted to see them do well. So I, I thought the year before when they lost so many good players, Kone and Alistair Johnson and um, Kai Kamara, the, the list went on and on. I was really concerned that they wouldn't have a, a worthwhile season. And as it turned out, they were able to put something together. They made the moves there, even though they had to move Kamal Miller. They picked up a couple of nice pieces there, and and they still were able to compete a little bit. But I don't ever feel like Hernan Lasada whether it was the conversations that we had with him or what we saw as the end product or what we heard from Victor Wanyama, that, that it was going to work there, was it? So um, I'm really happy to see Laurent Courtois come in, uh, a person who is familiar with the way that Montreal had success under Wilford Nancy there and wanting to, I think, uh, bring in that same type of play and that same youth development uh, mantra. I like the move they made to bring in Ruan, who mm-hmm. I feel has tremendous upside as a, as a wing back. I love Raheem Edwards as well. I think he's another guy that can maybe just, Jimmy, you've seen him at TFC, and yeah. he's a player that just, for whatever reason, just doesn't seem to latch on to that that starting role, whether it was LAFC, then LAG, then now, you know. It, I think it's there in him, though, to, to take him to that next level. And, and so you get a lot of excitement from the wide areas from Montreal there as well. And then if Matthew Chouanier can continue to do what he did last year and develop with that experience and Sammy Piet in, in the middle of the park and Wanyama as well, I think it can be a team that can surprise a few people. I hope so anyway.
2: I hope so too. Well,
4: listen, Amy's also a
1: ultra- Montreal Canadian fan. <laughs> mm-hmm. the, the second <laughs> biggest helped. ever in the history of... Uh...
4: <laughs> The world Dude. um so do you have so, forum so, seats street. amy i got forum seats in the basement i don't do you have those
1: right <laughs> yes, there right behind I'm her
2: behind me you're joking you yeah okay you have, as
4: have, as how many, well. many have you got amy how many you got one or two two and dolly and, and yours got kicked in at an acdc concert as well i got not, i have nacho cheese all over mine <laughs> <as> well <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, I hope you guys are really enjoying the NHL season. Because, uh, <laughs> go Leafs, go. Um, all right, so assuming that a Canadian team doesn't win MLS Cup this year, you know, God forbid. Um, let's end with this, Dolly. Who Who is going to win it? Columbus, the champs. You're talking about Miami, Cincinnati, really good team, Seattle, LAFC. If, if you're a betting man, I, I don't know if you are. If you are, who, who are you placing your money
4: on? I'm not a betting man, but... Um... If you continue to read the advertisements, I'll place a a, lot, a few bucks on um, who's your sponsor again? That's Tony, <laughs> Tony Bet.
3: So you're not T-A. a Tony yeah, Betting man. Yeah. Tony yeah. Bet. <laughs> <Tony> <laughs> bet. <laughs> MLS Pasto. Isn't that? Oh, no. It's for later. <laughs> yeah,
4: that's right. I'll, I'll, I'll lay a few dollars, I think, on Columbus for the first time in a long time. We go back to back. That, you named all the teams there, James, that I think are the top prospects for winning it all. Uh, you always have to consider the Sounders. They are such a steady team. Their young players continue to come through, though, and, and they rely on their, their best players to be their best players, and more often than not, they, they are. Uh, and I also think LAFC, for, even though the fact that they've lost a few players, have filled in with quality players as well, and is such a strong player. I, I I just feel like you've you've listed the names there of the teams that are most likely to contend again. I'm not so sure about FC Cincinnati, whether they can get over that hump of being a an actual championship team mm-hmm. but i think the favorites uh, for me are columbus and seattle if we were to pick an east versus west final okay, and dark so, horse who's a dark horse well in the uh, this year? I, I, you probably couldn't call under miami a dark horse <laughs> because everyone's going to be looking <laughs> at them but uh, am i a homer if i if i say the vancouver whitecaps i, I think they're a team yeah. that can do some damage uh, when they're in the playoffs as well. Now, I'm assuming they're going to get there, of course, and that they'll have as good a season as they did in the back half last year. But um, there's a lot of good things, I think, about the Whitecaps that if you're talking about a team that nobody expects to be up there, uh, I think could surprise a few people.
1: Well, you can get Vancouver on Tony, but at plus 4,281. So uh, sprinkle some, some ducats on that. You might do okay. Miami are the favorites at plus 274. Followed by LAFC at plus 769. Columbus, plus 810 for the champs. That's very tempting. And Cincy at plus 1,214. Um, That's for the top scorer, surprise, surprise. Leo Messi, plus 264 is the favorite. Followed by, yep, Luis Suarez at plus 629. I think you'd be mad to put Suarez there because I'm with you. Wonderful player, still got game. But with those knees, the travel and and the uh, occasional, you know, Turfield, he's not playing every game, Bare, barely. Maybe no. he plays half the games this year. I'd be content as an Inter Miami fan, I think. I think it's fair to say. Um, but listen, that's it. I hope everyone enjoyed that. Dolly, thank you so much. This is great. We, we look forward to chatting to you. We again. don't get
0: a last second question, I don't get to throw a last one in. Well, you do, of course. You do. You. Uh, <laughs> go right ahead, mate. <laughs> look, we we see a lot of each other, Paul. Uh, not you, I see a lot of these guys, but the Canadian national team has been in disarray for a while and I get to hear, I would love to hear what you think about which direction they should go uh, with their new head coach or do they keep who keeps, keep it in the family or do we go outside of it and, I think Craig broke the story that uh, Henri is going to be joining the national team at some point.
4: Uh. (laughs) Craig, or was that you? (laughs) Or wouldn't that be something else? Um, That's the million-dollar question. That's another podcast in itself, isn't it? But I feel like you've got this opportunity ahead of the World Cup. And as importantly, I think, not obviously long-term, but short-term, ahead of Copa America. Is Mauro Biello uh, the one that you want to, to take you there? I love Mauro. I, I really do. I think he's a terrific person, fantastic coach. He did a lot of good things with Montreal when he had someone like a Didier Drogba there. That's not easy to manage a player like that. Um, but if Canada is going to go to that next level, I think they're going to want someone who is a higher profile name. And so Thierry Henry, I think, fits that bill. But in saying that, is Thierry Henry... Um, the coach that can get you through what you need to do as a host team at the World Cup and gets to the next round. Did he do a great job as the CF Montreal coach? What do you think, Amy? If you were to summarize overall, what did you think of the job Thierry Henry did as the manager of that team in Montreal?
2: We talked about it a couple pods ago that predates my time on the sidelines, but just from what I could glean sort of as a as a fan and and reading the articles is that he was frustrated sort of the entire time he was there. It was during the pandemic. They yeah. were away I think, that entire season. So I think that affected sort of the the nature of his coaching. I don't think we really got the Thierry Henry as, as he would have been sort of now. You know what I mean? Even yeah. if he would have still failed and, and left. I don't think it's, we ever really it-
4: got that. It's a it's an important qualifier, I think, too, because you need to give someone a run of games. You need to see them uh, maybe at their best or maybe at their worst too. And and during the pandemic, that was that was difficult times. In fact, we did a couple of games in Vancouver where he was a coach of Montreal, and I don't want to say he was going through the motions, but you could tell there was something else going through his mind. And in fact, I even made comment, I think, during the games on TSN at the time that. He's not changing. He's playing the same 11 back-to-back in games that were quick turnaround. And this game is begging for a sub. And he literally didn't change the 11 that he had until maybe five minutes ago in the game, almost as if he was on autopilot. And to me, maybe he'd already checked out by then. So I don't Mm -hmm. think we've seen the best from him. But he's obviously worked with the Belgian national team as an assistant since then. He's got a youth team that he works with now. And I think maybe if he has the aspirations that maybe the Canada job would be a perfect one for him. But longer well, to answer the question, I think it's, it's maybe too overarching, too, too big of a piece to cut off. But obviously, we are now, as we go into 26, with the best group of players we've ever had reaching their prime. We have to capitalize on this during a, a World Cup that we host. And so there's a lot of decisions that need to be made there by people people higher up the the chain than I am. And I don't envy them, especially, you know, since the general secretary thing has fallen through and and decisions are being put off, I think, because of that. So it it all remains to be seen. But I'll tell you one thing. I I look forward to listening to Footy Prime every week to, to hear what your insight and thoughts are. So I'll continue to do that. And then maybe you can answer the question.
1: There was some question to end the show with, one. Holy crap. That's like a forest uh, <laughs> but Yeah, I'll answer that one in three minutes. <laughs> Jesus. I'll say this about Henri. Um, if you, if any other coach being linked to this job um, had the same resume as Thierry Henri as a coach, it wouldn't conjure much excitement. The only reason it's conjuring excitement is because of his name as a great striker once upon a time not as a coach. And he might be a great coach. We don't know, like you said there, Dolly, but uh, like we, we talked about in the podcast before, we have no idea at this point whether there's any mutual interest, but that he would certainly have some interest in, in the job. Whether he'd say yes to the job, don't know, but there'd be some interest. And I think if you're Canada Soccer, you at least have to you know, investigate that a little bit. Anyway, listen, yeah. Dolly, thank you so much. Any other questions? Anyone else about, I don't know, world peace? You know the meaning of life. <laughs> huh? Hey, Dolly, I'll. I will mention this: that our old
5: club, growing up, Metro Ford, uh, Coquitlam Metro Ford, is celebrating its 40th anniversary next wow. year, or this year actually. And uh, the three goalkeepers that, for over a decade, I guess 15 years, me, you, and Pat Onstad, were all came out of that club, Coquitlam Metro Ford. So special, yeah. uh, special shout out to them.
4: I can't believe it's 40 years. You know, the Whitecaps are celebrating 50, so uh, that that they've been around that long. Oh, yeah, something in the water there in Coquitlam. Because huh? it wasn't just goalkeepers as well. There was a lot of good national team players out of there. Bruce Wilson, Wes McLeod, David Norman, of course. Brittany um, Timko. On
3: the,
4: yeah, well, on, on the female side, for sure. Yeah, maybe even more so, right? Some of the Coquitlam-based players. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it was a, a real breeding ground. I think the Whitecaps had a lot to do with that too, right? Like it was aspirational. You wanted to play for the Whitecaps. It was a good organization, a good team. It was something that um, if you had a 50-50 to play soccer or another sport, now with the Whitecaps there, you wanted to play maybe professionally someday down the road. I don't know if you felt the same way when you were playing lacrosse or whatever, but um, the fact that the Whitecaps were in your backyard and were making hay made me want to do that someday. Yeah, uh, me as well. Yeah, you go on from there.
5: Yeah. The great goalkeepers they had: David Harvey, Bruce Grobelar, Phil Parks. My God, it was amazing.
4: Yeah, Hoping, yeah even, even too, no.
1: Uh Dolly, thank you so much, mate. Really enjoyed this. We'll chat again to you next week, and enjoy uh, the opening of MLS tomorrow. Tomorrow night, and then yeah. throughout the weekend. Next
4: week, I'm on again, am I?
1: <laughs> yes. Did Craig tell you?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to we're gonna try and talk about this. <laughs> Anytime, guys. Craig's on yeah. air. We're going to do it on
1: air. Yeah.
2: Scribble it. agreement.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's so right. much fun for Thanks, mate. Thanks. Really appreciate that. Good to be on. All right. All right. All right. Then is Paul Dolan. And of course, uh, you can catch Paul Dolan, MLS. Season Pass on Apple TV. Uh, that is where you find all your MLS content. And uh, if you want weekly podcasts, here, as we announced earlier today on Footy Prime, we have FP Presents Montreal, three questions. FP Presents TFC, three questions. And FP Presents Whitecaps, three questions. Guess how many questions in each show will be answered. Three <laughs> That's well, happening. if Wonger's here, we'll have about five or six. We needed
0: him to, uh, he, we needed him to, I need a different answer from different national team alumni. It's really interesting. You guys, you guys have been through it with the Canadian association and the Federation, which, and it's not, it's, Incredible to me that there's never a, oh, I had a great experience with it. It's always the same shit. So it's it's very, it's
1: confirming. Yeah. <laughs> is that the word confirming? Wow. Well, that too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, listen, that was fun. I enjoyed that. Um, as mentioned, Dubs has already um, recorded two podcasts on this Tuesday prior to today's podcast. Broadcast is dropping, if not already, very, very soon. And uh, as mentioned there, fp presents cf montreal three questions uh, the debut with um your boy Holly uh, yeah. Brett. <laughs> <laughs> no, i've already been i've already been I've, I've had the
0: pleasure i've had the pleasure to, to watch and listen to this already a french guy with a irish brogue or is it an irish brogue
2: yes he's fucking maddening he's perfect in in both languages
0: yeah but yes. it was just like, I was like, where is that accent from? And he's got an Irish accent. Irish, I mean, French, or French-Irish? French-Irish, Ames?
2: Uh, I don't know. I would say French-Irish. He's born oh. here. Oh, but okay. yeah, right. his mom's from the gas bay and his dad's Irish.
1: Wow. So he's just, okay. yeah. Well, we'll be hearing from Perfect. him every, every week on uh, these these weekly editions of all things uh, football and MLS circles. Uh, and we're back for their Foundational on Wednesday morning, which will be its usual nonsense. Maybe these ones will keep us a little bit straighter and narrow, you know, a bit more, uh, you know, football oriented. But don't worry, we're still idiots. And you'll hear that (laughs) tomorrow morning. (laughs) Well, we have another announcement actually next uh, on Wednesday morning on the podcast. Another big announcement as well. So uh, until then, thank you very much, Paul Dolan. And uh, thank you very much, Dubs, Craig, Jimmy, Wonga. Until next time, cheers for listening. This episode of Footy Prime has been brought to you by Fubo TV and by Tony Beth. Make sure to subscribe to footy prime wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on Twitter at footy underscore prime and on Instagram at footy prime, I G Books to Books.
3: <laughs> Planning for your next trip, elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials. You'll want for your next getaway like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands.